It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, welcome everybody to the Untold Story podcast, and I'm really thrilled to be coming to you from London tonight, uh, joined by my good friend, Neil Sean, who is one of the most insightful, experienced royal watchers that I have known over the last, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe like 15 (laughs) or 18 years now. And we have covered a lot of, of these events together. So it's great to be with you, Neil. Welcome. Likewise, Martha, as ever, always lovely to see you. Thank you, by the way, for coming over to support uh, all this wonderful event with Fox News and everything, because it's so important, and and we do appreciate that you put the effort in. You should be British, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. My American uh, ancestors who came over on the Mayflower on my husband's side may disagree, but... I appreciate that because you know what it is. It's a wonderful culture and the history is so fascinating. And one of the things that always strikes me when I'm here, because I, I do worry sometimes in the U S that our young people are losing their, their connection to our great history. And of course it all begins with your great history. And I always find that people here are so steeped in it and they love sharing it with you. And so sometimes people at home will say, Oh, you know, you're, you're obsessed with those royal stories or you love the and, and and the truth of it is that I just love history and I love um the the tradition and learning about it so that's why I love talking to you tell me what your thoughts are as we head towards this most people our age have never seen a coronation before so tell me what's going through your thoughts at this point well, the coronation itself, as you rightly said, Martha, we are living through history. No two ways about it. And in a hundred years, you know, time, people will look. Uh, I often think about this, don't you, that if you're invited to the coronation, you are now on that guest list. And in many years' time, people will go, who was that person? You know, why were they invited? It's just fascinating. I think what is different when you find, I'm sure you'll find now being in London, is the apathy that you read about in the media about, oh, there's no interest in the royals. There's fanatical interest in the British royal family. You can sense it everywhere. You know, Big Ben was lit up last night in this beautiful floral display. Everywhere you turn, there's somebody celebrating. So I, like you, love history. But more importantly, it's it's important to treasure the history, learn from it, and find out why you should be interested. Because eventually you get to a certain age where you think, it makes sense. That's very true. I was in a, a shop this morning and um, the owner was talking about how it's it's a joyful time. He said, this is a joyful, joyful time. This is not a sad time. This is a joyful time. We have a new king. He was all excited about it. And I thought it was interesting. And then I just saw that William and Kate were walking around in the same neighborhood that I was just in, but I missed them, um, <laughs> which is typical for me. So I, I, I they, they were probably on the next block. But, you know, what What do you think about, and I saw Charles was on the mall today uh, in his car going towards Buckingham Palace. What do you think is going through all their minds at this point, Neil? Truly, yesterday I was lucky enough to be in the inner circle where they were going through the rehearsals at Westminster Abbey. And do you know what I noticed, Martha, was how nervous uh, Catherine looked. 
And rightly so, because, and I don't mean that in a nasty way, but it's kind of like, a, there you are, it's going to be historically looked at for many, many years because of the digital world that we live in. And we're expecting all of these people not to put a foot wrong. The only person, in my opinion, at that event yesterday that looked totally cool was the man of the moment, the king. He looked mm. really laid back. You know, Camilla looked slightly like, oh, gosh, you know, what, what, what do I have to, what do I have to remember? We were only given a very short, you know, moment to watch this. But um, I think when you've got the young children like Louis and, um, you know, George and Charlotte, when you're that age, you don't pick that up, do you? You, you just think, well, well, you know, mom and dad will sort that out. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But William and Catherine, I think, in many respects, they know that that's going to come quicker to them rather than later, you know, with, with the uh, length of our, our wonderful monarch, Queen Elizabeth. So they are looking as if, wow, you know, we will be doing this again. So I think they're trying to take it all in. But it was a sense of electricity in the room because you just, it sounds really corny saying that, but you're standing in front of world history. And it was, um, as I say, Charles never looks ruffled. Incredible, mm -hmm. actually. Always looks very calm about everything. Wish I knew what he took. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe it's 70 years of, of preparation, right? And um, yeah, going through all of this by his mother's side so many times. And, and also, I think that maybe with age comes that sort of, uh, you know, you don't really care what people think anymore, sort of. And it's his moment. And, you know, I, I think maybe he's past worrying about about the reviews to, to some extent, do you think? Well, there's this big thing over here, Martha, about oh, young people are not interested, you know. And I would say there's a difference because people always sort of cite the, the younger royals. Unless, you know, when we talk about younger royals, William and Catherine are 40 now, you know, so not that yes. young, you know. And, and you know, even if you look at Meghan and Harry, they're just about, oh, you know, they were young. No, they weren't. You know, they were well into their 30s. It's, I think, what's the connectability for me is that when you look at the younger people like George, Charlotte and Louis, and you kind of think you've got no idea what's coming your way. You know, I mean, George obviously has now his age, but Louis must just kind of wonder what everybody lives in a gold carriage. Just be, <laughs> it must be yeah. hard for him, you know? So I think that it's unfair to say young people are not interested. I think they are. And once you put on a show like this, which we will see on Saturday, you'll sit back and think, wow, this is history literally before our eyes. And it's gone on for a thousand years. It's going to be phenomenal. And we'll put the United Kingdom certainly back on the world map after the last terrible few years for everybody with the pandemic, you know. I wonder what you think about the interview that Princess Anne did. I, I watched it. Uh, yesterday, and I know um, you have spent you know time around her over the years. She's very impressive. She's very cool under fire, and she answers questions, which I think is interesting because the royal family doesn't do a lot of interviews. But she was asked about Charles' idea of slimming down the monarchy, and she said, "Well, from where I stand, I don't really think it's a good idea because she is the hardest working royal by when you look at you know the number of appearances she does." So she said she felt he he said that in a different time because now the monarchy is slimmer um, by virtue of a number of controversies. Do you know, you're spot on there, Martha. I think, and I'd love to see you interview Princess Anna. I truly would because uh, you, would you are so knowledgeable on this and I think that she would enjoy your interviewing technique. I think the beauty about Princess Anne, she's just, you can ask her anything. She's not phased by that, you know? So if you say, well, what do you think to this? She answers honestly. And I think that shocks a lot of people because over the last few years, particularly, we've lived in this very cancel culture world where we don't say things and we're not allowed. 
Princess Anne's right. And I think really what you will see, and I think what she's introduced, is the reversal of what Prince Charles said. She's correct. You can't slim down the monarchy much more because you're asking people to align themselves to sometimes 50 to 100 charities. And that is important to each and every one of them. Princess Anne is the hardest working role every single year. But let's not forget, she's a lady now in her 70s. So, you know, just by due fault, you think she maybe wants to take a little foot off the step a bit, you know. Mm -hmm. And also, I did did think, I saw recently um, at an event that she attended, and um, she's still, still... Uh, you know, we spoke uh, very quietly, but she's still very much grieving uh, for her late mother and father. You know, in 18 months, she lost both of them. And right. uh, I know that applies to every single one, Edward, you know, Andrew and Charles. But um, she did have a rather unique relationship with uh, both her mother and her father. And I think, dare I say, in different times, she would have made a perfect queen. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking her. the same thing when I was watching her talk, uh, watching her speak, and she said, and, and thinking about the fact that the line of succession has now shifted because when she was born, by virtue of her being a woman, she was at the end of the line, naturally. Yeah. So she went she's after Charles, after Andrew, who, you know, isn't even a senior royal anymore, and then Edward, and then Anne, and then her children. So um, that's not Charlotte's experience because that was changed with Prince William's and Catherine's daughter, she's right in line um, after George, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, honestly, Martha, that if you took a poll of people, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I think 90, I would say 7 to 8% of people in the United Kingdom would love Princess Anne as our new queen. And mm. I think what's going to be interesting here is that Charles is very wise to this. That's why he's given us such a good role within the coronation as a thank you. But also, mm. I do know he relies upon her for sage, straight advice. Mm. You know, the, if there's one person he will turn to and say, well, what do you think? She will tell him, and not frightened of him, you know what I mean? So yeah. she might be the younger sister, but you can see. If you've ever been in her presence, let me put it this way, Martha. <laughs> we were once in a studio, and um, I, I walked into a room, and there were all her security there. And I said, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were getting your slap done, makeup, you know? And she sat in the makeup chair. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I've got that badly wrong. So I walked out of the room, went back down to sit at my desk. And about 10 minutes later, she walked down, stood in front of the desk and said, Slap all right. <laughs> and I just thought that was great, you know, because she'd remembered that, you know, and I said, Oh, you look fabulous, you know. <laughs> and that was it. And I thought, she's not frightened to confront what you've done back. And I think that will make a great relationship for her and the king. I think that you will see a lot tighter bonding going forward for the monarchy. Something for William to learn from as well, actually. The untold story continues right after this. Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze 
to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com, or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Unfortunately, he um, won't likely have that sibling by his side, and at one point, very much counted on it, uh, having that partnership of having Harry sort of by his side as he goes through all of this. So what do you think it will be like for Harry, this experience? Uh, uh, he's coming on his own, as we know. But I also saw that he hasn't really clued people in about his travel plans and uh, mm. sort of leaving a lot of things in question mark right now. Well, what we can tell you, and as first as ever, an exclusive on your podcast is he's not traveling alone. Uh, I've been assured that he is traveling with one of his personal people, which uh, you can counteract that, Martha, as a therapist. Um, he basically needs support, you know, and um, he I feel sorry for him as a person because obviously that's very difficult for him. He's traveling here for the coronation oh, no. with his therapist. Yes, one of them. He he has more than one. And um, he basically, I think, feels, you know, that he needs to put those whatever those mechanisms in, they call them, Um, because whichever way you look at it, he knows what he's done and he's not stupid, but he's climbing off a private jet in a, you know, a private airfield coming back into a place where he knows, you know, I would say everybody in England is really fed up with him. And yet he's got to face his family. So he's doing the dutiful thing. But where is his true head? That's the interesting bit for me. Because you know you know yourself, Martha, when you go into a, a room where you know people are, love and support you, you click back into that mode and you think, oh, I'm safe here. Well, how is he really going to feel? Because dancing on his shoulder is all the negativity that he's uh, spewed out over the last three years for cash. Um, and now he has to think, actually, maybe these people aren't that bad. Maybe it will be a wake-up call for him, you know? Uh, But I don't think he's going to be here long enough. Um, And I think also what's very sad is that I can tell you this also exclusively, that I do know both the King and Camilla said, look, you know, bring the children on your own. We, we, We all support you with the children. But somehow, somewhere, nobody wants to give the King or the Queen, or indeed the Prince and Princess of Wales, the opportunity to bond. And Meghan could have come over. You know, she didn't have to be part of the coronation. She could have stayed in Windsor, just like the Duchess of York is doing, you know, quietly out of the way, just living her Mm -hmm. moment. But no, I think it's very, very cruel what Harry and Meghan have done to Charles and Camilla because there is no relationship with those children and there's barely a relationship now with Harry. So even if you do meet up, will the therapist be there? Because remember, Harry said that he'd like every single person of the royal family to go through therapy. I mean, what a nut job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Where will he be sitting? And, you know, is it true? Do you think that he's going to literally just drop in for the coronation? And then I heard take a commercial flight back. Well, the, the theory is truly nobody absolutely knows where he's going to be sitting. 
what we do know is that there's no ceremonial attachment to that. So obviously, you know, he will be within there. He's not taking part in any of the uh, the things that he should have been part of, uh, given the fact that he's the king's son. Commercially, I'm not sure about that. I believe it's a private jet uh, because mm. he wants to get out and, and back as quickly as possible. I think what would be interesting, and this is the other side of it as well, Martha, that he was offered the opportunity to be part of the Windsor concert on Sunday, you know? So the day after the coronation, we've got a wonderful concert with big names, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie. And Charles very kindly said, you know, would you like to come on and say a few words or, um, you know, introduce one of the acts, that sort of thing. But I thought this was very telling for King Charles, for him to invite the son on onto the world stage, given what he said about him and the potential apathy that might be from the audience. Charles knows the audience won't boo him, so this is a very warm blanket he's putting around his youngest child, and apparently Harry didn't want to know. So it's quite sad, isn't it, really? Whatever hold is back in California, one could only assume it's stronger than what the love and bond was previously to this. So my surmise is that he will dash off, and I do believe very quickly he will speak to some level of media talking about his experience. Whether that will be good or bad remains to be seen. But if nobody's talking to him, how can you play the victim if you've been so cruel yourself, you know? Now, you believe that Meghan very much wanted to come. Yes. i tell you what the true background to that was, that really kicked off, was the South Park episode. That Whatever you may think, this has got back to me from a very good source, that Megan couldn't believe how quickly people picked up on the We Want Privacy privacy tour thing, you know, the Worldwide Privacy Tour. And, you know, there's nothing like satirical comedy to punch a balloon, is there? You know, it's kind of like, ah, is this what people think? Megan herself would love to have been on the world stage, but she can't afford in this brand new era where she is trying to move into politics, whatever people say, um, to be snubbed by the Prince and Princess of Wales, not necessarily the King Camilla, but she felt very uh, painfully at the Platinum Jubilee, and more so at the sad uh, funeral of Her Majesty the Queen. Whatever she says, she knows the public had turned against her. All her own fault, all her own doing, but again, you know, someone like that, it's never their fault, is it? I think she wanted to bask in the glory but didn't necessarily or needed to be assured that she wouldn't be painted as a negative. Wise choice for her to stay away? I don't know. Will she look back on that with her children and think a massive historical day in their family history that she Mm. decided to sit back and stay in California? I mean, odd to say the least. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you almost forget with how estranged they've been. He's his son. He's the king's son and he only has two. And um, he would have obviously had a major role in life here for a long time. And he was very well liked for his whole life until he got married and then soured on his own family. So um, it'll be very interesting to watch the the body language um, as we see all of this unfold. Before I let you go, Neil, I just want to ask you one question about what's going on here at at Downing Street. And I'm going to speak with Liz Truss, who was the shortest lived prime minister in the UK, you know, has had a very conservative viewpoint in terms of fiscal responsibility, which was turned out to be, unfortunately for her, very unpopular. What do you think about that? And, you know, sort of the economic situation in the country, was she on the right track or not? And how's Rishi Sunak doing? 
Well, it's interesting. Um, I've met this trust many times. I'm literally meeting Rishi Sunak later, uh, early next week, should I say. Um, Rishi Sunak actually stabilised the, the party, whichever way you look at it, you know. It was a shambles at that point. Um, I think Liz Truss, when you look in history, has been unfairly treated because she didn't get the opportunity to implement the ideas. And the ideas weren't that bad, actually. But the bottom line was it was in such a mess, um, I think the party decided, oh, it's not an instant fix. Let's get rid of her, you know? So, I, and I also believe this, Martha, that you wouldn't have treated a man like that in that position it was definitely because she was a woman and she's one tough cocky you know absolutely yes i have violet so yeah for her to break yeah you know for her to break she she somebody did something you know um but i think rishi sunak has balanced it so far but the bigger problems that the government have um are mainly not necessarily to do with the economy right now although that's a, a line to every government but it's the ridiculous you know campaigns the uh, extinction rebellions the just stop oils the strikes you know the nurses going on strike has not worked incredibly well over here uh the rail strikes it's, it's almost like stepping back into the 1970s and it's a different world because the public don't care you know the public just think you've got a job get on with it and shut up the worst problem that rishi sunak has as a government particularly in central london is the lord mayor sadiq khan he is a problem there's no two ways about it uh but he's he's unfixed everything that could be fixed in london with his ridiculous schemes uh but of course his big mantra is it's not my fault it's the government's you know so i feel for rishi um in many respects because he's trying his best do i think Liz trust was mistreated very much so i think we should have given a longer and I think history will prove that her policies at that point would have worked, but she wasn't allowed the opportunity. And that's a terrible shame, really. Well, Neil, thank you so much. I look forward to speaking with you over the course of the next few days. And it's always wonderful to be with you. Great insights today into uh, what's coming over the next 72 hours. Uh, Neil, yes. thank you so much for your time. I will see you soon, my friend. Take care, Martha. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 